It's much nicer living as a free man, and I strongly encourage everybody to try it. Um, if you live in a cage uh, formed of the opinions of other people, especially people whose morals uh, and ethics are themselves in question, and, you know, I mean, who, these people are in a place to judge, perhaps, because the power dynamic allows them to, but certainly they have uh, no moral right to uh, cast judgments given the kinds of things advocated by those very same people, including all-out communism, the most deadly ideology ever created by man. Hello and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. That's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am, of course, Joe Mobley, your host. And today we are interviewing Mr. David Gordon. David Gordon is with The Virginia Project, another uh, outspoken activist here in Virginia. Very glad to have you, David. How are you? Thanks for having me. Um, uh, Exhausted because uh, I, I work all the time. I completely understand that. I, I was actually late to this interview because I was sitting down to say, oh, man, I've got some time. I'm going to do some work and open the computer and says, you're late. Uh, so, uh, coffee will keep us going. Yeah, <laughs> at least some coffee. All right. Um, well, David, you know, we honestly haven't had a whole lot of time to talk. So for me and also for the listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and, and how you came uh, to be involved with the Virginia Project, which you actually started, is how you came to be involved with it. Uh, but yeah, tell us about yourself. Tell us about the Virginia Project and what you've got going on. Um, well, I'm a, uh, a IT systems guy. I did enterprise scale um, uh, business IT for a couple of decades. I kind of got sick of the whole office work thing and, and got out of it. But um, in, in, uh, the Virginia Project is a basically a rescue plan, I guess. Um, uh, when the Virginia Republican Party lost all of power in the state government, I knew it was going to happen because uh, I'm originally from New York. I know what Democrats behave like when they... Um, have full control over a government, and it's not pretty. And it's just not in Virginia's character to uh, operate like that. Um, It's it's very different from the way Virginia is, which is much more kind of relaxed and laid back and um, a little more... uh, 
polite than uh, New York style uh, machine machine politics. So, um, at that point, I had basically concluded that all other uh, wonderful ideas to fix the uh, steadily eroding influence of the Republican Party in Virginia had failed. And the only ideas left were the ones that I put on the table about six years uh, prior. Um, I put some ideas on the table in the wake of the 2013 convention. And, uh, it was an engineering look about how I would make up those two points uh, that Cuccinelli lost by, that made the difference and, and put McCulloch in power and said, fourth, a chain of events that have culminated into a complete loss of power. Um, so it was an engineering analysis It was published in Bearing Drift. It was called Two Point Plus Problems. And I went through a litany of um, uh, functional things rather than ideological things that the Republican Party could have done better to make up that gap. And it was a subject of much discussion at the time, but absolutely nobody in the party followed through with it. And everybody had their own ideas. Um, uh, they played a lot of defense, and eventually the defense got eroded away. And they lost everything. And now the Democrats have gone on a reign of terror. Um, they've gone completely rampant, very, very far left immediately. And, um, you know, it's caused a, a, a lot of problems. So Virginia Project PAC uh, was formed to stop that. Uh, my di diagnosis is that it, the reason why the Democrats uh, gained control in Virginia is an, an organizational gap created by millions of dollars flowing into the Virginia Democratic Party, while the Virginia Republican Party was doing business like it was 1975. And um, it was uh, very discordant internally. Um, you know, people elevated their rivalries with other Republicans above the party's uh, rivalry with the Democrats, and all these bad habits culminated again in the loss of all power. So uh, Virginia Project's here to fix that. Uh, we're here to start you know, implementing some basic IT. Uh, Two-thirds of our party units don't have websites. That was one of the first things that came out. I mean, this is 2021, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, in, in a large organization, uh, there are all sorts of business processes that go on on the inside. And when you can automate them, you can keep track of them much better, you can manage them, you can get better performance, you can make them accountable, and you can make them transparent. And the processes of the Republican Party of Virginia need to have all those things, and the lack of those things contributed to the discordance and the dysfunctionality of the party. So uh, big picture, the Democrats uh, turned a, mi a minority into a, a solid uh, electoral majority via organizational excellence while the Republican Party went in the other direction. So the Virginia Project PAC is committed essentially just to improving the organizational performance of the Republican Party in the belief that that is primarily what is needed in order to restore the uh, state to reasonable balance. Yeah, I, I think it's amazing. Um, and 
you know, I, I came across the, uh, you've probably heard, I, I ran into Laura um, <clears throat> at the LCC gala a few weeks ago. Um, but I, you know, I had seen your Twitter feed. Uh, she says you guys have a spicy Twitter feed. Um, but I, I hadn't actually clicked on the site. But once I did and I looked at the materials that you sent, which were awesome, uh, and I, I did not know uh, that what you, what you sent me. Um, but uh, it's hugely necessary. I've spoken with Ken Reed, uh, you know, Alicia Andrews, several people. They're there are so many resources that the GOP is lacking, and particularly the Virginia GOP. Um, but it wasn't even on my radar, and I'm pretty involved, that, and you hit the nail on the head, organizational excellence, that the lack of processes for organizational excellence was really hindering the party. Um, because I tell people all the time, Virginia is not a blue-blue state. Purple at best, but probably center-right. Um, I agree. I think uh, Virginia, uh, by nature, if all else were equal, would be plus five Republican at this time. I've, I've been saying plus three, plus four, but yeah. Um, yeah. And then people have asked, well, how? why doesn't that bear out in the politics here? And it's because of what you said. It's the systems for organizational excellence. Yeah, we're getting beat on the ground so bad. The Democrats... Um, we have the Democrats' uh, operations handbook, uh, and it is 273 pages of, uh, uh, like, 11-point font, single-spaced. Oh, wow. uh, there's millions of dollars of organizational um, uh, value in there that uh, they spent God knows how long developing it, and they've optimized every single business process that they need to perform in order to churn out votes and win elections. They've optimized their processes. Ours are like, oh, my Lord. Um, uh, ours are an embarrassment. Um, when I see stuff still being tracked on spreadsheets and it's like core organizational knowledge for the party, um, you know, I get the, this eye twitch here and it starts twitching. So, you know, we use, uh, moving forward, we'll use databases. We will use interactive sites and give people secure access to information and, you know, act like we live in, in the modern era. That, that's what the .org side is, is for. It's, it's still in an alpha state. We do have a nice research database there, though. Um, but that, that is the home of all these business, back-end business processes that we're building now. It's it's really good, and I just realized I failed to say this um, because primarily where our listenership is actually listening, not watching. Uh, so it's watching on the screen, but you guys, the website is virginiaproject.com. Um, and oh, what's I gotta I gotta pull up that Twitter. I think it's either Virginia Project or the Virginia, but. Uh, yeah, if you're still on Twitter, folks, if you haven't been purged or just, you know, threw up your hands and walked away, then you have got to follow uh, the Virginia Project. It's at Project Virginia, or you can just type in the Virginia Project into the search bar on Twitter. It'll get you where you need to go. Um, but I I, uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the spicy Twitter feed uh, myself. Um, 
Okay, Our- on, the, on the Twitter feed, um, you know, I, a lot of it's exaggerated for effect in order to, to get attention. All the real serious, yeah, yeah. serious is a heart attack. I like to play out my sense of humor on the Twitter feed because, you know, um, I mean, things should, uh, doing good work is, is fun. And, and I, I love expressing that and sharing that with other people. And, you know, you've shared it with me. You've enjoyed the feed. So, um, you know, and I'm just a back-end IT guy. I'm not going to run for office. I'm not, you know, I don't care to, like, run the party or anything. I just want things to be fixed. So I'm going to fix them as best I can. And, you know, I mean, once, once we're no longer threatened to be ruled by communists, then, you know, my job's done. Well, I should have called you last night. I got locked out of my website, um, and I kept getting that 403. Um, was it access denied or forbidden? Uh, what I had no idea if it was hacked, if my credentials got leaked or whatever. It turned out it was really easy. It was a PHP version control problem, which took me an hour on YouTube to figure out. Uh, but anyway, you're, people say that. We do have a platform that uh, we will free host any conservative sites. Really? I mean, if, if you're not like a huge load on it, yeah. Yeah. What I mean, <laughs> well, kind of traffic throughput do you, do you handle? Uh, my site's pretty small right now. I, I'm getting 100 to 200 uh, unique visitors a month at this point. Then, then we can easily handle it. Um, yeah. um, It's an open offer to all conservative groups in Virginia, uh, organizations, even individual bloggers will set you up for free. We we are a platform for promoting conservative voices of all types. Well, very cool. You know, I've got to connect you with um, – their websites are up now, but, you know, I've been speaking with the delegate candidates. We've got – I almost said Nick Freitas. What is his name? Nick Clemente. who else is running? Scott Pio. I interviewed uh, Julie Perry, who's running in the 86th, 87th. Um, but I I think they all have sites up at this point, which is good. And hats off to them uh, for running. You know, I, I'm considering, my wife and I were prayerfully considering school board because uh, we live in, in the 10th and Catoctin District. So um, John Beatty is obviously running for Congress, uh, so his seat will be... Loudon or Fairfax? Loudon, Leesburg. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah um, well, certainly members of the school board there are <laughs> performing suboptimally. Yeah. Yeah, I wish you were in Loudon. You could sign the petition. Um, but you guys have quite the school board in Fairfax as well. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not in Fairfax anymore, but yeah, Fairfax has a serious problem. Yeah. Um, so, you know, speaking of problems, my, my whole brand is uncloseted conservative, you know, coming out of the conservative closet. I think that's a huge problem. People say I'm a unicorn, um, you know, the black conservative, I've got a couple of guns in arm's reach. Um, you're, you're not even close to unique in that. Like, yeah. There, there are tons of black conservatives who are armed and, you know, yeah. a lot of military vets. Um, 
Yeah. Many of them aren't out of the closet though. I was I was at the farmer's market one loud and uh last Saturday. And there's this um black family passes me and and the the gentleman is maybe like six foot two. No, he was a couple inches taller than me, six three, six four. Uh, and I've got on, I forget what I, I wear outlandishly conservative shirts out. Um you know, we pass each other, but then later on in the market, he just kind of comes right here and he says, My wife saw you on Fox. Appreciate what you're doing. And he just walked off, just disappeared, faded off. <laughs> um but I, I wear the MAGA hat. in the underground. Yeah. I wear the MAGA hat every day except for Sunday to start conversations. I, I know it's inflammatory to a lot of people, but I, I start more conversations than any religious shirt that I wear out on the town. But tech guys, you know, and uh, I can't really talk about it on the podcast, but, you know, I, I work for a large tech firm. Um. And my colleagues that are conservative are deep in the closet, you know. Uh, some of them have come out to me because they saw me on Fox, but um, but I was going to say uh, more tech guys um, that are out as conservative and actually doing something is certainly a rare breed, at least in the circles that I run. How, how do we get more people to realize there's life on the other side of sharing your thoughts and opinions and beliefs you know, cancellation is a threat. Maybe having to look for a new job and find some new friends is a real, true threat. But how do we get people to realize it's worth it and we have to do it? Well, it's much nicer living as a free man, and I strongly encourage everybody to try it. Um, if you live in a cage uh, formed of the opinions of other people, especially people whose morals... Uh, and ethics are themselves in question, and you know, I mean, who, these people are in a place to judge, perhaps because the power dynamic allows them to, but certainly they have uh, no moral right to uh, cast judgments given the kinds of things advocated by those very same people, including all our communism, the most deadly ideology ever created by man. Yeah, well said. Uh, we we're free if we choose freedom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, live, live free, folks. Don't let anybody tell you what to think or what to do. Don't hide your face. You know, be out and proud, and you'll find that more people are you know think just like you do than uh, would shame you for for speaking up the plain truth. Uh, you know, re like the, the reality is like 80% of, of people are relatively normal. And if you speak the plain <laughs> truth, um, they, they will respond positively to it. You know, and then you got like the, uh, my estimate is about 3% on the extreme right and about 17% on the extreme left. Um, uh, that the, that set of people is is just completely unreasonable um, and should be excluded from all conversations because their participation will only destroy any sort of reasonable discourse. Yeah, but uh, Chesterson's uh, there's only one thought that should be stopped. The thought that stops thought. 
Um, so there are a ton of threats facing the nation uh, at, at the national level. Um, people are talking about China. People are talking about border crisis and maybe even crime or terrorism related to porous borders uh, on the national security front and on and on and on the list goes. Socialism, court packing, um, it, it's overwhelming. But here in Virginia, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Um, do you have like a top two, top three list on the the most troublesome, the most burdensome things facing Virginians? Um, oh, boy. Uh, I mean, there, there's a, a, a long list, and it kind of differs based on where you, uh, you are, but um, uh, the crazy stuff that that's happening in the schools, I think, is going to... Yeah, we, we could even say Northern Virginia. I, th I think this is a hub. Just Northern Virginia. They're inserting that everywhere. Um, one, of, one of the delegates who was you know, working on all the bills in the legislature told me they inserted equity into everything. Everything. Okay, so that means that these... Uh, you, you have to understand what equity uh, really is. It, it's a street hustle. Okay, it, it, um, what they do is intimidate people into not objecting uh, to it so that they can then allocate a public budget to these little scams and, and the money flows around so everybody gets compensated for their part. Um, but, you know, it, yes, it, it, it's a communist ideology, but what really drives the individuals involved is that they're cashing in on it. And because they're riding the wave of political correctness to date, nobody's really questioned, you know, what the heck are people getting for $600,000 in equity uh, contract? Stuff like yeah. that. You know, and, and what kind of product can these people show for all that money? Um, uh, the, the kind of product they, they have is, is extremely dubious stuff that... Uh, yeah, it's like abusive virtue signaling. Uh, I mean, no, no same person wants to put up with that. I, I think data is starting to become available um, that suggests what we already know. This this stuff is harmful, um, particularly on the equity front or equality, however people want to say it. The how it manifests in the private sector with the anti-harassment training or culturally responsive training, whatever they call it. Um, I think early data is showing that it makes the work environment more polarized. Yes, um, it creates hostile work environments wherever it's yeah. So that, that's what they're paying for. They're paying to make a hostile work environment in our schools for students, teachers, administrators, Parents we're seeing here in Loudoun, they've got the Chardonnay Antifa group, um, which is pejorative. They've, they've got the Facebook group that targets conservatives. That's, that's what it is. I'm aware of it. We're going to be suing everyone we can find from it. Man, I just saw this on Twitter today. Did you see um, a gentleman, a PE teacher named Tanner... Tanner something in a Loudoun yeah, County the public school. His religious objection to the transgender. Agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw today that he was put on, put on yeah, leave. Um, well, uh, 
in the same way that equity creates a hostile work environment, this um, uh, these sexual agendas that are imposed on kids and the entire breadth of them, everything uh, uh, beyond basic uh, human sexuality 101, you know, is uh, is basically sexual harassment of kids. You know, they shouldn't have these strange sexual practices being thrust on them and, you know, they're forced to react to things that they're, you know, too emotionally immature to deal with, too physically immature to, you know, uh, to deal with and uh, that they can't consent to under the law. So, so, you know, the Democrats uh, changed the law in Virginia to make it so that uh, uh, misdemeanor uh, sex offenses against kids in school don't have to be reported to the cops anymore. That's how sick and twisted these people are. And, and that's why I work 16, 20 hours a day to stop them. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, I... We do what we can to stand up in the public square, to stand up. Um, I just tell people, you don't have to become an activist like some of us. It's enough to share your thoughts and opinions and beliefs where you are. Um, conversations at the water cooler, you know, friends and family. If, if you can't speak to your friends and family about an honest thought that you have, belief that you hold... Um, yeah, you, you nailed it. You're, you are living in a cage of other people's opinions. Um, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to write that. I actually wrote it down already. <laughs> You're quite welcome to. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the way they trap you is, is that they trap your mind. They, they try to limit your, um, the kinds of thoughts that you can have to only those that are acceptable to their you know, increasingly strict political correct protocol. Um, you know, and you can try and bend with that, but you'll never win that game. Uh, it, it will constantly change out from under you. And something you said in the past that was perfectly acceptable in that context, all of a sudden, you know, you're Hitler incarnate, uh, you know, because the political winds have changed. And, I mean, there's no win in that, so you shouldn't play that game. The only way to play it like and, like, keep your own cognitive integrity is to recognize it as a an abusive and inappropriate behavior for others to be imposing their odd morality upon you. And, um, you know, you stick with what you know is right and you rest upon that. That's, that's your rock, your sense of right and wrong. And that's not going to be overridden by the opinions of other people. And, and you know, if you, if you have that much inner strength, then there's nothing they can do to you. Absolutely nothing. I mean, they've gone after me like they're ridiculous. I, <laughs> I, I really don't. Because they're important. You know, the, the enemy's um, uh, thoughts are not important to me. I can predict them. I could write a computer program that, that would uh, do what they do uh, before they do it. Uh, I mean, they, they, they're essentially running like, like a computer program. The, the thing about communism 
is that communism is kind of like a mental parasite. Uh, you ever see those bugs that I believe they take over toads? They, yes. They'll infest the brain of the toad and then they'll control the toad you know, from there. And the toad is no longer itself. It's now just the you know, a puppet of this parasite. Now, unfortunately, communism does that to human beings, the beautiful, glorious, you know, uh, divine thing that is a human being in the image of God. Well, communism gets in, in uh, the free-thinking processes, shuts it all down, and turns it into a drone that serves the needs of communism, uh, even to it, its own um, uh, destruction. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I feel really sorry for people who uh, go down that route. Um, it, it must be uh, a hellish state of existence where you have no latitude for any genuine free thought at all. I mean, why, why, why even be? I think, therefore, I am, right? Yeah. If somebody else is doing all you thinking for you, do you really exist? These are the great questions. Yeah. Oh. yeah. All right. So we are, I'm, I'm doing my most timely interview. My interviews usually run way too long. I'm trying to pull them in. Uh, so we are talking with Mr. David Gordon with the Virginia Project. Um, guys, follow them on social media. Uh, one, if you're in the area, if you have skills and, and are willing, if you have the skills that they're looking for and are willing to help out, um, definitely reach out to them. Their website is virginiaproject.com. Uh, there's buttons to contact, buttons to volunteer. There's a donate button, especially if you're in Virginia, you're out of Virginia. If you are supporting the cause, then head over to their website and donate. Um, you got to check out that spicy Twitter feed. It's up on the screen. It's at Project Virginia, or just type in the Virginia Project into Twitter. Uh, David, the last question, it's always the same. Uh, if you could get everyone on earth to read one book, read and understand it, um, except for prescriptive religious texts. So Holy Bible's out, Quran's out. Um, what would you pick and why? Mm. Can't pick Dodger Seuss. It's, we can't get it anymore. Yeah, no, I, I would pick Stranger in a Strange Land because um, uh, people need to develop the higher... Uh, side of their existence more than they do. Awesome. Well, I will be adding that book to the growing reading list that will be up and available on djmobleyshow.com slash book. Uh, David, thanks so much. Do you have any final thoughts, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Um, I don't, I don't really know what, uh, let's say to wrap it up it just we just working at it every single day we're pushing the ball forward along every possible front and you know it's uh it, it's going to be a long hard road a long hard road and a lot of people are going to have to work very hard but it's also very doable and uh, you know it just we're in it for the long haul so get ready this is showtime. I I agree. You know, countrymen, countrywomen, 
no one's coming to save you if you hide under the covers under that security blanket um then a, a socialist communist america will be waiting for you when you come out um so exactly, yeah yeah all right well david thanks so much uh thanks to the listeners this is the joe mobley show uh like share and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts you can check out our short videos on youtube by the same name the joe mobley show on youtube and rumble uh if you want to get in contact with me the best way to keep in contact with me is to follow me on locals that's the joe mobley show dot locals dot com the best social media platform available, the internet done right. I hope to catch you guys in the next one. Thank you very much, Joe. Um, You make an excellent host. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.